I can see what kind of silly dream you're contemplating. When I was your age, if a boy had an hour between the chores and mealtime, he spent it with profit reading the Holy Writ. Granny told me how your father, just about your age it was, set himself a disciplined period to memorize three verses of Lamentations every evening. Lamentations, and he did. Well, good heavens, what on earth did he want to memorize the verses of Lamentations every evening for? to profit himself. And let me tell you this, Adam, she said, I don't hold with the narrow views of some, but it seems to me that an expression like good heavens is precious close to swearing. It seems to me that the king's English is abundant enough to express every necessary shade of feeling and impatience without resorting to words that have sincere meaning when used properly. Have you been fighting with your brother again? Now, what gave you that idea? I didn't wait for her to tell me but got up and began to stalk out the way I had come. She had to know where I was going. Just to find Granny. She's upstairs. I went upstairs, and Granny was in her room making thread. When I entered, she blinked at me and said, I see less and less. Old age is pity enough, but when the eyesight goes, the good Lord is laying a heavy burden on my poor shoulders. Well, Granny, I replied, I don't think your eyesight is going. It's just getting dark in here because the twilight has come down. Is that so, Adam? Sure enough. Well, then, I've spun sufficiently, she declared. Sit down, Adam. Do you want some sweets? I sat down on her old milking stool, which she had decorated with paint and turned into one of the prettiest things in the house, and reminded her that there was a widely held opinion to the effect that sweets before mealtime spoil an appetite. Oh, she said, I'm sure we'd all be rich if I could devise something to spoil your appetite, Adam. Then she went to the cupboard and got out the cotton kerchief that she always wrapped the maple sugar in, and she broke off a piece for each of us. I ate it slowly and appreciatively, and asked her whether it was true about my father and lamentations. It's true. Well, what for? I mean, what was his purpose? To profit himself. That's what Mother said, but I'll be damned if I can see the profit in it. You will be damned, Adam, if you go on with such talk. I shrugged. And don't act as if you don't care. I think we keep saying things that we don't really mean at all, Granny. Do we? And what sort of things, Adam? Like being damned. Do you believe in God, Granny? What a question! She snorted with great indignation. In all my born days, Adam Cooper, I have never seen a boy like yourself for asking questions. Well, do you? Of course I do. Well, I don't know. Adam Cooper, you are not going to start in again with all that silly nonsense of yours, are you? Just one thing. Just answer me one thing, Granny. That's all I'm asking. I just want you to answer me one thing. What is it that they're always taking it out of me for, whatever I say, like there's nothing in the world that can do right and everything I do is all wrong? My goodness, the things you say, Adam. Well, look at it this way, Granny. You believe in God, don't you? Enough of that. If you believe in God, then God gave a person brains, didn't he? Of course. But just as soon as you begin to use the brains God gave you, you're being sinful. That's just the sort of foolish thing you say, Adam, that's so provoking. Well, just take Isaiah Peterkin, for example. Oh, no, she said, her eyes narrowing. I am not going to be trapped into the Isaiah Peterkin thing. It just happens that I was gathering blueberries the other day, and there you were, down in the gully with Ruth Simmons, instructing her about Isaiah Peterkin, and I overheard enough. Did you see us, Granny? 
I didn't have to see you, as if I wouldn't know that Cooper voice of yours anywhere. I sighed with relief, and told her that even if I had gone into it a little with Ruth Simmons, that didn't make it any less a fact. It just seems to me, Adam, Granny said, that shaking a body loose from her faith is about the most sinful thing you could do. Granny, I wasn't shaking anybody loose from anybody's faith. I'd like you to tell me how old Isaiah can be as mean and wicked and two-faced as he is, and be a deacon in the church and be looked up to as a real fine, God-fearing man. I mean, he can get away with anything, just so long as he says the right words about religion. It's not for you to judge Isaiah Peterkin. I wasn't judging him, I protested. Everyone knows how rich and mean he is. So how could I be judging him? Anyway, in Boston, when we were there a fortnight past, there was a man talking right on the common, and he said that the highest good was to doubt. Just like that, in those very words. I never heard such nonsense. If he said that, he was nobody worth quoting. He was a committee man, Granny. I don't believe a word of it. Cross my heart, Granny. Don't you dare cross your heart to me, she snapped, just like you was Roman or some other heathen sect. And don't think that because I'm old and rheumatic and grateful for foolish company that you can say anything you please in front of me. You can't cousin me with a pretense at stupidity, not in one thousand years. You're a spiteful boy, and that's why your father loses patience with you. He doesn't lose patience, Granny. He doesn't have any patience to begin with. There. And this was a committee man, I said. So. Well, just tell me this. Was he a Sam Adams?